thinking about the uh, service for tonight, uh, I begin to really think of other connections that I was doing during the day. We're making, uh, I'm making uh, a lot of verses to go with the Ten Commandments. So you have all of these topics in your head and you're running across some of these at the same time. So it's good to have uh, uh, the thoughts in your mind. So I wanted to read tonight from Psalm 113. Uh, every so often I like to read this one. I've got it marked in red in mine. So if you want to just listen or if you want to look it up. Psalm 113. I've got one set up for me to read on here. Um, and this one I'm going to read from, from the Bible. Oh, here it is, yeah. Okay, Psalm 113 is a song. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever, forevermore. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all the nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on high, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes and with princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. It's getting us to think of all of the things that God does and saying praise a lot of times, that we should remember to praise all of those situations and circumstances that we run into. So I want to read also um, one from 1 Corinthians. This is always wise to read um, as a reminder how serious this situation is. So 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to begin with... Uh, Verse 23, 1 Corinthians, verse 11, chapter 11, chapter 11, beginning with verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which I also deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. Same night that he was betrayed. He took the bread first, really. Because after they went out to Mount of Olives, that's when he was betrayed. Sometimes we have to watch just how it's worded. But it is the same night, or same is in, is in italics. So same day, same night, same evening. But he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. This one shows the bread first, and some are the other way around. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, some are the other way around. Doesn't really matter, right? We generally take the bread first, 
so that the juice kind of helps with getting it down. It's usually pretty dry. <laughs> so uh, the order maybe isn't that much to do. Uh, so he, given thanks, he break it and, and said, uh, uh, this eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also, also he took the cup and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do in remembrance, this, oh, pardon me, uh, this do ye, as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me, for as other, as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of, of the Lord. But let a man examine, I put in my Bible and lady, examine himself, and so let him eat the bread, that, this bread, and drink this cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. I, I guess the thought there is to really pay attention of why you're doing it, what it means to you, what, what's been done for you. You know, you, you're really letting it sink in, sink in and think about it to see what's, what's happening. Because otherwise you're not discerning what Jesus did for you, really, the Lord's body, when he was on the cross dying for you and I. Verse 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Really, they're dead, die. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastised of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest I will set in order when I come. He was talking to him about having struggles in the church and uh, the people not being cared for right, some eating and some having too much and some despising the others. There's, First Corinthians is, is a war zone. <laughs> he was really putting him, this, is, this ought not to be this way. You've got to do better. And do you want me to come and straighten it out for you? No, they didn't want to. So they did it. They got themselves straightened out. And when Paul did come to Corinthians, the second, or wrote the second letter, things are a lot better. They had proved up. They had done well. So he was saying, if, if there's some that are, are hungry and they're coming to a Lord's Supper, are you going to have a big feast? That really isn't the idea. The idea is the emblems. That's the most important. So you might as well just eat at home. Eat what you want at home. When you come together, somebody doesn't come with this much food and some come with that much food and you know, embarrass the, the group. He said, eat at home. But when you come together, the job is the emblems that represent Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. So that's a nice thing to do. 
and to also be uh, very careful of unworthiness. Um, there's a there's always a little bit of struggle with uh, how young can people take it, the Lord's Supper, or do they need to be baptized first? And that has happened in every church I've been in, every one that I pastored. Same kind of questions. Some point out that the jailer was baptized and his household. How old were the children? Had they all accepted Christ? You know, those are some of the questions Pearl Sisters usually says. We'll ask that one day when we get there. <laughs> um, it won't matter then, will it? It won't be needed. So uh, just that we're really mindful of what Christ did for us and that we're uh, doing things that are pleasing in his sight. So uh, the next part that I would do, some of this was in my sermon. As we went by it, kind of in that chart, the big chart. So uh, I'm going to go directly to the foot washing part, which is in John 13. If you turn with me to John. John does only the foot washing. He does not do the emblems. Why? We'll ask about that someday. <laughs> and the other three did the emblems. And not some are definitely different from the others. And we ought to read all three. But we won't do that tonight. I'll leave that for you to think on. But in John chapter 13, starting with the verse with verse 1, I'm going to read from this computer because it's blown up a little bigger for, for me. So chapter 13, John 13, verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended... And the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girt himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his feet, wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. So even the foot washing has got a quite a quite a responsibility behind it. See, um, okay, Jesus said unto him, He that is washed need not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are not all clean. And he said, oh. Next verse it explains. For he knew who should betray him. Wherefore he said, said he, ye are not all clean. Judas was there in the midst, right? So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, know ye what I have done to you? 
It's a question. Do you really understand what he did, what he's doing? If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For if I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you, verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. This is a really touchy situation in their in their world that they were in. What if a master accepted Christ as his savior and got his slave to accept Christ as his savior? Or the other way around, what if a slave invited, you know, accepted Christ as his savior and the master eventually? When you come to the Lord's Supper and you come to foot washing, does the servant wash the master's feet? Or will it work the other way as well? Something to think about before they came. And Jesus is showing they're all one in Christ. You know, your station of life is not determining your salvation. Okay, you can't change the world, but you can live it differently. So that's what he was getting at here. Um, if, verse 17, if ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. So thinking about it so that you know them, you know what Jesus did and that you're going to do it because of what, what Jesus said. Uh, some kind of say, oh, it's just humility. No, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? We can be humbled by doing certain things, but this was a deeper meaning below the surface of what Christ did for us. And he was willing to do it. Should we wash his feet? Never mentions who washed his feet. Interesting. But it wasn't going to be that way after he was gone. They were going to take care of business. And then he says, uh, uh, if you know these things, if you let it sink in, think about it, happy are ye if you do them. So let's do them. Let's go to the back and and the ladies have the kitchen area and the men have the hallway down there. There'll be hot water uh, sufficient. And then we'll do this part of the service. Sometimes there's quite a bit that can be said about this, the timing, the people who was there, and, and how it was ordered, what happened. But tonight we don't want to do that much. Uh, we do just want to pick one of the three. It's in Matthew 26, and it's in Luke 22, but I'm going to use Mark. Maybe be a little different this year. 
Mark sometimes is shorter, but he's not necessarily here. So, uh, but I'll turn to Mark 14. Mark 14 and verse 22. Mark 14 and beginning at verse 22. At home, of course, you can always read above and below. So here we're just right at the moment when Jesus is taking the bread. So verse 22, and they did eat Jesus, and as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave it to them and said, take eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup uh, and said, this is, and he gives thanks again. So what we're going to do is take the, the bread here, that's down here. We've talked amongst ourselves and Jeremy volunteered to be the, the one to hand it out. And uh, there's so few, there's no need to have two. So one, Jeremy will do it. Uh, first, we're going to take some of the bread off and set it aside and cover it so that it won't be blessed is what we're trying to show. And the part that does get blessed, we want to then have, uh, have it consumed. Uh, I heard during the past week that somebody talked about they're burning the, uh, the remains of a food that didn't get eaten. Why not just eat it up and be done with the problem? <laughs> you know, uh, it's interesting. Uh, the Old Testament had a problem. If there's some left over, they had to burn it in the Old Testament. We just can eat it up. It's not that much. It's a wafer type thing. It's kind of dry, but it's uh, unleavened bread. It represents the unleavened body of Christ, his, his uh, flesh. His, uh, leavening represents sin in a person. Well, leavening in the bread would be kind of the wrong thing. So uh, we're going to do it that way. And Jeremy's offered to, to pass it around for us. Those that want to take the emblems, please stand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We are just uh, without words in knowing how horrible this situation must have been for you, Heavenly Father. It's like Abraham taking his son to the hill, knowing he was supposed to sacrifice his son. But that was representing you, Heavenly Father, that was going to give your son, and it would be completely through the whole thing that Jesus would have to die, and his blood would be shed for our sins. Lord, we pray also to Jesus. Lord, we can't imagine how Jesus felt. And when we read the verses, our minds can't wrap ourselves around how bad the situation was. And you knowing ahead of time, Jesus, you knew what was going to happen. And you could read people's minds. You knew what they were going to do and, and what they intended to do. We praise you, Jesus, for being there for us. It's a small thing for us to take the wafers that represent your body and to eat them solemnly, solemnly together, knowing what you've done for us, your special blessings and special care, that you've used your body for God's service and for our salvation. Bless us now as we eat together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's eat together. Let's pass it around again. 
Those are all bones. You can remain standing, lying. Um, carrying on in the next uh, next verse here. And he took this, and he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it unto them, and they all drank of it. He said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will not drink uh, no more of this fruit of the vine until the day that that I drink it new with you in the kingdom of God. So we've got extra here as well. So we'll need to pass it around a second time to finish it. Let's pray for the juice. Jesus, we come before you again. We know that you shed your blood, not only from fierce marks, but through beating your lashes, wounds in your feet, in your hands, that you shed your blood for us. Without blood, there's no redemption. And you were willing to be there for us, that we might have life everlasting available to us if we chose to take it. And we do, Lord, that's why we're here. We pray that Heavenly Father will bless us as we partake of this juice that represents His Son, Jesus Christ, and that we might be saved from the sins of this world through Jesus. Yes, this in Jesus' name. There's nine extras, if somebody would like to have one. Very this part of the program, you may be seated now. It's always interesting at the end of this um, evening program, it's always short, but um, when we don't have a closing prayer, it always feels like the service didn't come to an end. And I think that's exactly what was meant. We just sung a hymn and went out. But that program seems to go on into the next year. It seems to affect you for the next month for sure. To remember like that program didn't end. Something different happened. But I'd like to read you a verse and then, uh, or two, and then we'll uh, have a closing song. I want to go to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. And um, it's on that side of the page. I'm going to read verse 22 through 29. The stone which the builders refused is become the head stone of the corner. That's Jesus Christ. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in his eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will be glad, well, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And somebody made that into a song too, didn't they? Um, save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, our Lord, our Lord, second time. I beseech thee, send now, 
prosperity. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee that thou art my God. I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That's an interesting way to end that Bible text, the chapter, because there's one chapter that goes over and over and over saying, and mercy endureth forever. Mercy endures forever. Okay, let's go to um, uh, a closing scripture that is often used, and the Hebrew people used it as a blessing to the people. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. That was a blessing from the the uh, priesthood to read that for the people for their blessing for, for individual peoples so we're going to sing a closing song and then there will be no closing prayer we'll be just be dismissed and Matthew has a song for us chosen it's up here it was in 184 love lifted me 184 Yes.